If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Man on the line, then the game again. Everybody's on the lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my luck. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen. Come together once a week over a single topic, and from said topic, we come up with a bucket full of ideas. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. To get incredibly rich with, incredibly quickly, and uh, we don't ask for any money up front. We don't say, hey, guys, we've got a multi-tiered system here where we'll tease you with an idea tease you with a way to get rich and then say, but if you give us X amount of dollars, you can come and uh, we'll give you a little more of how to get rich. And then you come and you get a little more. And then we're like, if you spend a little more money, we'll give you a little more and then a little more and then a little more. And then as you climb up that pyramid, because that's what it is, guys, it's a pyramid. As you climb up to the top of that pyramid, everyone gets the same thing. That's not what we do. That's not we do. what we do. We give you the whole pyramid. We turn the pyramid upside down, and we give it to you. We're Marxists. We're communists. We want everyone to be rich, because if you're rich, then we're rich. And you know why that is, Noel? No. Why's that? Well, you actually do know why that is. It was the perfect setup for you to go into <laughs> what these people have to do Oh. When they get incredibly rich. Okay, so after you're incredibly rich, after you have made oodles and goodles and just buckets of money, you're sitting high on the hog, as they say, top of the food chain, you say, hey, I didn't get here by myself. I had a little help along the way. A little help by the name of Josh and Noel, as a matter of fact. They gave me these fantastic ideas from which I got so crazy, crazy wealthy. I owe them something, and what you owe us is 10% of everything you made while you got rich. You need to tithe us. That's the deal. You don't like it. Turn it off now. You keep listening. Right. It's, it's, it's as good as a contract. That's right. It's as good as a contract. It's an oral contract. Yes. You heard us say it, so you've got to live by it. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. No muss, no fuss, no bibbity bus. Anyway, Noel. Yeah. A big week today. You know why? Uh, no, why? Well, listen up. This is why. Okay. Hello there, Noel. Happy birthday. I'm the happy birthday singer, and your friends, Noel, they've asked for me to come and sing a special happy birthday song to you today on their behalf. So here I go, Noel, with a special birthday song just for you. Oh, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, Noel, happy birthday to you. Hip, hip, hooray, hip, hip, hooray, hip, hip, hooray for Noel's birthday. So there you go, Noel. There's your special birthday song requested by your friends, sung by me. Goodbye, have fun, birthday one. Noel, you're looking good. And so young. <laughs> who, 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 uh, who is that? 
That was, if you just, I learned this a couple years ago, uh-huh. and I'm sure there are people who have known this forever, but uh, if you look up Happy Birthday, Noel, uh-huh. anybody's name, you will find at least six or seven YouTube videos that are specifically for people named Noel. Happy birthday, Josh. Happy birthday, Deb, really? et cetera, et cetera. Oh. So, so I found that one, and I've never seen this guy for any of the other ones, so that is very special to you. That is special to me for yeah. multiple reasons. Not only is my name, but it is my birthday. Right. Uh, I am officially old. I'm officially the old dad now. Uh, you are the old dad. Yeah. You are, you are, and you've got the young wife. Yeah. Young partner. Yeah. Um, and you have a kid at 50 years old. At now, officially, yes. I, I made it under the wire. So I was in my 40s when, when we had Yeah, it. I mean, by literally two months. Yeah, by literally two months. I mean, that seems that seems like you're, you're I don't know, man. 49, 50. I mean, you know, he's going to have to deal with some stuff with you. <laughs> This is true. This is true. <laughs> you know, that at a very young age he's going to be changing your diapers. Uh-huh. He's going to be saying he's going to be saying exactly like you said to me. You said to me, "I love this kid so much, I would eat his shit." Uh-huh. And some point I'm going to come over to visit and he's going to be changing your diapers and he's going to be going, "I love my dad so much, I would eat his shit." And I will say, he said the same thing about you. And then we'd wipe some drool off your face. I'd say, hi, Noel. How's it going, buddy? And you'll go, uh-huh. uh-huh. And then I'll leave. Maybe he'll bring me over in, in a stroller to your place Probably. to say hi. <laughs> Probably. And we'll get our, our our photos taken while I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. Because My this mask will be Freddy Krueger. So you're old dad now. Yeah. You've hit 50. How yeah. are you handling it? Uh, well, you know, uh, I work today. So I basically woke up, uh, fed Nigel, took a shower, worked. I had to run and do an errand at one point uh, when I had a break at work. Came back, worked. Um, then we had to do some stuff with Nigel. I had to look up some stuff for the show. Uh, we ordered. We did order pizza. We ordered pizza. Uh, my sister uh, had us get a cake, um, so we had some cake. What do you mean? Had you get a cake? Like uh, well, she she, she a got cake? Nan to pick one up and gave her money. Ah, uh, gotcha. Uh, which I went with her to pick her up, actually, because it's hot out and she had to cart Nigel. Um, so we went to Milk Bar and we got like a. Uh, it was really good, actually. It was like a strawberry shortcake almost, but it had cream cheese icing in it and um it was good nice nice uh, yeah so basically what you're saying is other than the cake you've been in denial all day well i certainly haven't been addressing any birthday stuff i i, I haven't even looked i know like facebook goes bananas on your birthday and stuff can't i i was just like don't even open it because then you get sucked into like saying thanks thank you oh haven't seen you in a while you know what i mean to like that, that 150 people Deb's or whatever Deb's favorite activity on her birthday uh-huh. 
is answering every person who wishes her a happy birthday individually. I think you have to do some acknowledgement. I think it's polite. But that's why I was like, I don't have time. I I have stuff to do. I can't be taking this time. Otherwise, you know, I won't get the stuff I need to get done done. So I haven't mm-hmm. even looked at that. So there you go, guys. All of you who have known Noel for years that are listeners out there, he's just saying thanks for to be polite. No, 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 no. He doesn't want any of your birthday wishes. He doesn't care about That's you. That's not true. But you know how Facebook is. Uh, full of people you don't care about. <laughs> well, it's full of... It's not that you don't care about them. It's just... There's a lot I, of people that you're like... You almost sometimes don't want to open it because it's like you're going to find out things you don't want to know about people that you don't know as well enough to find those things out about. Well, I don't know what Facebook's like because I'm not on Facebook and I haven't been on Facebook for years. For how long? It's got to be two years now. Really? Yeah. Good and for I you, don't man. One iota. I maybe if I were willing to give up getting invited to things. Right? That the biggest thing Facebook is it's easy for people to get in touch with you to invite you to things. Um Don't they have to do that through Messenger though? No, no. They can just send you an invite to things. Um Messenger is bad. Actually, I would love to get rid of Messenger, but inevitably people will send you things on it. And then you'll, I, I, even with it, because I don't really look at it, I'll find like messages from people that they sent me like six months ago. And it's like, why would you send me something on Messenger? I know you had, you could, you could have texted me, you know? Uh, it's one thing if it's like someone you haven't seen since grade school and that's all they've got. But otherwise, it's like, just text me. We have friends in other countries who messenger with us. That's the that's okay. the reason I the only reason I haven't gotten rid of Facebook completely like close my account uh-huh. is because I need messenger. Okay. But it's literally for three people. Um why don't you use what WhatsApp for that? I don't know. I have WhatsApp. The only person that uses WhatsApp with me is my landlord when he thinks I'm someone else. Okay. And then he sends me photos of checks and things like that. Okay. Um, and this ex-client of mine who travels the world constantly, that's mm-hmm. what she does. That's her thing. And then because I showed some interest in the fact that she traveled the world, and by interest I would say, man, that makes me really jealous that you travel <laughs> the world and go to all these beautiful places all the time. She now, every time she goes someplace else, she sends me photos of where she is and what she's doing. Really? It feels like the biggest fuck you. Yeah, it kind of is. I've ever experienced in my entire life. It's like a Facebook of one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And for all the reasons that I hated Facebook, I experienced with this one person. So I can get that. I get all that those feelings without having to uh, build on them uh-huh. with hundreds of people. You know, um, I have become more of a WhatsApp user. Because uh, Nan's family, you know, anyone out of the country uses it a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, her family's all in Ecuador, and uh, I've got some chats with them. Um, one with her um, brother and sister-in-law, 
And then I've got basically the rest of her family all in there and I'll send them pictures of Nigel. Mm. Things like that, right? Um, And her sister sent me a great one today. Uh, So Nan has his niece who I guess is maybe four now or so. Um, And (laughs) she sent a video of her. First, it's singing... Uh, happy birthday. She's doing it in Spanish. And then her mom's like, no, in English, do it in English. Um, and <laughs> she's developed this thing where she thinks she's got everyone fooled that she knows English. And so she'll send like <laughs> videos of her talking in English or reading in English. And it's always just, you know, <laughs> so what it's that to the tune of happy birthday. <laughs> and then, her mom had her send a different video, which was more coached on how to say happy birthday. Um, but it looks like between being coached and being filmed, she somehow mixed up the word birthday with potato. Because <laughs> it's kind of like happy potato. <laughs> That's that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Because you are a happy potato. <laughs> I, you know what? I am a happy potato. You are a happy potato. Yeah. And your son is definitely a happy potato. Oh, he's a happy potato. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing But good. anyway, Noel. Yes. The fact that you're 50 and did nothing to really acknowledge it today no. and avoided other people's acknowledgement of it clearly indicates that you're in denial. <laughs> really? Which is fitting, Noel. Uh-huh. It's fitting... Because today's topic, Noel, yeah, is uh, today's topic is denial. How to uh, ignore what's right in front of you all the way to the top. Yeah, I'm not giving you any reaction to that one. <laughs> that was so good, man. <laughs> Actually, as you were building up to it, I'm like, oh, I didn't even slightly think about that. What could I even say? <laughs> uh, off the top of the dome. Yeah. That was pretty good. Well, yeah. The, cause, well, the, the reason I kind of panicked is because the first thing that popped in my head had the word denial in it. And I'm like, I can't use the word denial in a definition of denial or a description That's... of it. Anyway, no, yes. denial. Denial. Not just a river in Egypt, guys. Thank you, but a boom. Yes. <laughs> so denial, what is it, right? In psychology, uh, denial is a person's choice to deny reality as a way to avoid psycholo- uh, a, a psychological, psychologically uncomfortable truth. Uh, denial is a defense mechanism in which a person is faced with a fact that is too uncomfortable to accept and rejects it instead insisting that it is not true despite what may be overwhelming evidence, right? We all know this. For instance, a perfect example of that would be that coronavirus is worse than the flu. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty obvious. As an example. Yes. Yes, exactly. Good, Good example. Um. Uh, in general, uh, denial has pretty negative connotations in today's world. Uh, people in denial, uh, we see them as weak 
as stupid or as playing some sort of frickin' head games, you know, being willfully ignorant for some agenda. Um, Is that how you see me? (laughs) That's how I see you. I don't know. I just, I thought it was obvious. Um, A a bunch of the steps in uh, 12-step programs are geared towards overcoming denial, right? There's whole programs that have to get people over denial. Uh Saying someone is in denial is never meant as a compliment, right? You never say, oh, that person's in denial. You never mean that as a good thing. Or do you? Oh, I don't know. Do you? No, you don't. But there are those out there that claim that denial can, in fact, be good, right? Even life-saving. There's Dr. David Chan of UCLA who says that a certain amount of denial is healthy in life, right? He says, uh, we can't go day to day fearful of disaster. That's true. You don't spend all day, although now that you're 50, you'll find that you do spend all day thinking about death. Mm -hmm. But until then, you don't spend all day thinking about death, even though it's staring you right in the face. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's what he said. You can't, you can't go all day, day to day, fearful of disaster. Biz, biggest examples, uh, that he gives are cancer patients. Um, and, and if you look this up, uh, denial is a good thing. Almost all the examples they give are what about cancer patients, right? Uh, so the deal is, uh, the vast majority of cancer patients that are not incapacitated by the disease uh, when they're when they're diagnosed, they have a period of shock, and then the vast majority of them go back to their lives. Right? They return to their daily activities, their duties, their jobs, their families, their social ob- obligations, etc. They do not just curl up in a ball and shut down. Right? They go to their treatments with a optimistic face uh, because of the power of denial. Right? They don't believe that what is happening is going to happen to them. Or at least if it does, it's not going to happen soon, right? It allows them to continue to live a rich and productive life, uh, allows them to do the treatments that have a slim success rate. Um, lots of other examples out there. But if you, you know, if you Google, as I said, cancer is the one that is usually used as an example uh, so what you're saying is, to some degree, uh-huh. positive thinking is denial. Positive thinking in the face of overwhelming facts. Yes, I do. I, that is what I'm saying, yeah. But not all cancer patients are, like, guaranteed that they're going to die. No, but he's talking about, like, terminally ill. Oh, I see. Okay. Right? You, you know, you've got pancreatic cancer. You're, you've got yeah, yeah. three to four months. I'm going to beat it, you know, just get me out of here. G- give me a cold beer and a pizza. That's my treatment. Uh, Your treatment. Uh, yeah, I've already had the pizza and it is my birthday. So I should, by all rights, have a beer before I go to sleep. Yeah. The baby's not nursing off of your teat. You can drink all you want. <laughs> I do have to get up in the middle of the night, though. That's the, that's the only problem with that theory. I've thought of it before. And then I'm like, ah, now I got to get up, though. Dude, you're 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 fifty years old. You're getting up in the middle of the night no matter what. That's right. That's right. The more you drink, the more often you're getting up in the middle of the night. 
That's right. My prostate's been training me for a baby for years. <laughs> um, so, so there is uh, some positive for de- de- denial. Um, and he, they gave other examples. You know, people get on planes even though know they know that there's a chance that they're going to crash. They do all these things. They go do dangerous sports, and they don't have a care in the world um, because of the power of denial, right? Uh, denial is healthy, but, you know, same time, you get, you, you know, you look around, and it doesn't seem too healthy. You know, probably the first thing that hit me of what the frick with denial was when I was a kid and I found out about uh, Holocaust deniers. Mm-hmm. It was I was dumbfounded that there were people denying this massive, crazy historical thing happened. Right. These people, every, everyone who's not a Holocaust denier, I'm sure would agree they're scum. They're disgusting. And they probably have a hidden agenda, right? Then, uh, yeah. as I got older, uh, I learned about, and they became more of a thing, the climate change deniers. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. They're putting the world at risk because they're lazy or ignorant or, you know, once again, have some hidden agenda. Uh, they're destroying the planet. Right? And then for, from there... Basically, from from Bush, George Bush time on, dangerous denialism grew so out of control. Uh, it's out of control that now our huh? second George the first or George the second George the second. Gotcha. Uh, th- th- he was really the the biggest push towards stop thinking with your head think with your gut mm-hmm. ignore facts follow your heart you know and then he funded the freaking you know the basically what became the tea party movement mm-hmm. uh that that was in my opinion the tea party movement is he developed this great way to direct his stupidity and and hatred and then when he wasn't in power anymore that became untethered with no control and it and it went crazy in my opinion uh, the tea party st- started uh uh would have started regardless of whether he was involved or not mm-hmm. the tea party was uh, a conservative buildup from the beginning i mean the tea party was was consistently funded by conservative think tanks like there's records of 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 where Tea Party money came from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know that. But that whole engine uh, that that was started, I think, with George Bush. Yeah, but it wasn't started by George Bush. It was started by like Karl Rove and all of those yeah, cronies. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, I agree, a hundred percent. Um, but I'm I'm calling the captain in charge of the ship and responsible. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but from, basically, from that point on, dangerous denialism, it grew so out of control that now our administrations coined the term alternative facts, uh, and they didn't get thrown out once they said it, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the complete 
denial of truth, of facts, of things that people said on camera. They're denying now. Uh, the president sometimes will give a little wink and other times openly supports, you know, Pizzagate, QAnon, uh, just any anything vile. Uh, he has no problem or completely factually so easy to prove uh, that is wrong, right? Denialism mm-hmm. seems like it's taking everything over. So how can it be healthy, right? But, you know, there's this Dr. David Chan. He's telling me it is. Mm-hmm. How can we... Maybe if we really look at these denials, maybe they're not as bad as they seem, right? Look at look at the the Trumpy deniers, right? Mm-hmm. How many of them are there, really? Probably not that many. Really? Not anymore. They're probably no dwindling. Yeah. Right. Look at the the coronavirus deniers. Probably not that many. Safe to say there's tens of millions. Yeah, but they're shrinking every day. <laughs> I read the New York Times. They're <laughs> shrinking every day. <laughs> right? Uh, and and what I'm getting at by saying that uh, is that I think it's time for, for the healthy out there, for the non-climate change deniers, for the non-Holocaust deniers, for the non-coronavirus deniers, uh, and whatever else now there is out there, deniers, why don't we claim denialism, right? Because what, what we have out there now as denialism is a cancer. So why don't we react like a cancer patient, right? And deny it. Uh, so what you're going to do is you are going to organize grassroots movements, astroturf, as they say, um, <laughs> denialism, denialism movements, mm-hmm. right? And we're all going to minimize and deny even in front of bold facts that Holocaust deniers exist, that, uh, climate change deniers exist, that uh, QAnon exists, that uh, Mm -hmm. anyone's in the government trying to push the term alternative facts or that you can't trust the media or anything like that. (laughs) And we are going to make a movement of people who are going to have a healthy denial of denialism that is ruining the world, the cancer. And you ask, okay, that sounds great. It sounds like it's going to make a lot of people much healthier because how much how much worry do you have in your life from all this crap? A lot. Uh, so it is going to make a lot of people healthier, happier. Where's the coin, right? Well, this isn't get happy quick. This is get rich quick, <laughs> right? And as you pointed out with the Tea Party movement, there's always an agenda behind this stuff, right? Uh, the the climate change deniers, they're funded by oil companies, right? There's the mm-hmm. tobacco lobby. There's the 
I don't even know who's behind the freaking coronavirus denialism. It's probably just meat factories. I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> right. But there's always a big person who knows better in the background funding. And that's why you got to find where's the funds, right? Who would yep. benefit by the world no longer believing that there's people who don't believe in climate change by yep. the world, no longer believing that there's people who don't believe in uh, coronavirus is dangerous, who don't believe that mass help. Yep. And, and you just got to look at who all these lies are hurting, right? Uh, so, you know, you're going to get funded by the World Health Organization and the UN in general is going to give you a lot of money. Uh, you know, you're going to get um, funded by Israel's going to fund you for the Holocaust denier deniers. Um, mm -hmm. you, you just got to follow the money and you got to do the same thing that the denialists have done and get some serious backing. Huge money, huge money. And we're, and everyone, instead of becoming, feeling like they're in a more dangerous world, everyone's going to be more at peace. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think you're right. I think uh, 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 the first thing I'll say is, after great idea, is that, you know, you've coined Jesus, denialism and denied. And I will say that they're great phrases because you can't have either of them without nihilism or nihilist. Yeah, sure. Sure. And, uh, uh, you know, congratulations on that. I, I hope to hear denialism and denialist take off. Sure. Hey, and you know what your motto can be? What? Denial is not a river in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. No, I, uh, I'm really impressed with that. Uh, with you know, you were talking wisdom. about large scale, you were talking about large scale denial when you talk about things like, uh, 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 the Holocaust and things like that. And there are a lot of people who don't believe in the Holocaust. One uh, uh, polling in January of 2019 found that one in 20 Britons, which is roughly 3 million people, don't believe the Holocaust happened at all. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, beyond those one in 20, an additional one in 20, so now we're looking at two in 20, don't believe that the Holocaust was as bad as everyone makes it out to be mm -hmm. that not that many people died in the Holocaust and that what they actually died from was disease. I heard it was no worse than the, the flu. Yeah. Typhoid, the flu, <laughs> and that the Zyklon was actually a gas that was designed to de louse and to, uh, what? to, uh, uh, sterilize the people. Okay. Um, so that brings it up to about 6 million people. And that's just in Britain. You know, you got to figure double or triple that in the United States. Mm -hmm. You got to figure all around the world. I mean, especially in countries like Russia, where there's massive Holocaust denial. 
uh, and anti-Semitism. Uh, Hungary, Poland, uh, all over the Eastern Blocs. Um, Holocaust denial is a big business, if you think about it, mm-hmm. right? And there are other major uh, large-scale atrocities that have their deniers. You have China and the Uyghurs, mm-hmm. right? The world's largest work camp is in China with over a million Uyghurs in it. And they are, even though there's photos of it, people have escaped and talked about it. China's denying it even exists. You have uh, Turkey and the Armen- Armenian genocide. They're claiming that there was no genocide and have been for 90 years. Uh, Burma and the Rohingyas, where Burmese people always thought to be so peaceful, Buddhists, went and murdered and burned and pillaged Rohingya villages. Uh, And of course, uh, in this country, the long-term and systemic effects of slavery as an example. Um, But where's the money in all this denial? Well, I thought about, I feel like you may have come up with an idea similar to this, but different. But I thought of all the movies and entertainment that these people can enjoy because it has something to do with the Holocaust. I mean, there were, it was like every other movie in the eighties and nineties was a Holocaust movie. Every other movie in the late nineties into early two thousands was a slavery movie. Um, you know, there have been movies about Turkey and the, the Armenian genocide that were good movies that people in Turkey couldn't get to see because Turkey won't admit that they did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure at some point there are going to be movies about the Rohingyas, the Uyghurs, etc., etc. Well, this is what you're going to do. You're going to take these movies. You're going to take, for instance, like Schindler's List. And you're going to completely reimagine this film. You're going to make the list being that the Jews were so happy to have work and be working in the camps that the list had nothing to do with getting out of there. It had everything to do with getting a good job so they could then go back to the camps and tell all their friends how good they have it there. Um, 12 years a slave, you'll change to show how happy the slaves were to have jobs when they could just be homeless on the street. Um, Etc. Etc. You're going to do it with music. You're going to do it with books. You're going to do it with uh, 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 television and movies. Um, you know, you're going to hit all the points. And with tens, if not hundreds, of millions of deniers of all these various things out there for you to make money off of, you are bound to get incredibly rich incredibly quickly. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. There yeah, yeah. That's that's all crazy. It's crazy. Um, you guys, if you 
Want to give Josh or I some money? It is my birthday. What the frick? Uh, you can. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. You can go to Get Rich Quick with Josh and homepage and hit the sponsor button. Half the money you pledge would go to Josh and I. Happy birthday to us. Half money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Happy birthday to them, I guess. Um, it is their birthday. Um, and uh, you could feel like a champ if uh, you are some sort of Grinch. Don't worry. We got you covered. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com and from that main front page, you can hit sponsor there. And none of that money would go to Josh or I because you hate birthdays. And all that money would go to Radio Free Brooklyn because they're socialists. And uh, you get to feel good. You get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 charitable organization. Uh, and you've done good. You've, you, you know, you've supported the arts. You've supported community radio. Radio Free Brooklyn is a good thing. Um, you get to feel proud of yourself even though you screwed us. Um, if you want to get involved in other ways, you can. You can uh, subscribe to the newsletter. You can download the apps, iOS or Android. You can On the apps, you can listen to the uh, station live or get all the archives of all the shows. Good thing. Um, just do it, guys. You can go on Amazon. You can uh, go, buy your stuff with the smile.amazon.com portal, and you can put in a, a charity that gets a tiny, tiny, tiny slice Amazon donates for all the money you spend on there. Uh, and you can put Radio Free Brooklyn in as that receipt, and you can get it. You guys, it's my birthday, right? Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Give me five bucks for a beer. You, you, it's, it's quarantine. We, you can't give me a beer. Go to go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Give me five bucks in lieu of giving me a beer. And uh, you get to, I'll, I'll thank you when I see you. If I ever see you. <laughs> If we're ever allowed out outside again, I'll I'll thank you. And I know as, we had our big world tour in the works. Yeah, that we were going to support. We were. And, we had, uh, we had a, a city by city, country by country, all giant stadiums, enclosed spaces. Uh, we were gonna we we're gonna do tours in restaurants and bars, museums. What what else is shut down? Everything. Gyms, gyms. We were going to do a gym tour. <laughs> gym tour, mall tour. <laughs> yeah, and we had this whole bit in the middle where we had to uh, lip sync things. Doesn't work with a mask. <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, you guys, and as thanks for listening to our garbage, Josh. Every week we have a topic. This week it's denial. And we'll get you so rich with it, but it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Josh needs more. He finds another little way to get you another little rich. Mr. Josh, please take it away. I, I just want to tell you. Yeah. This is going to job smack you. Okay, good, good. I like it. You are going to be kind of weirdly blown away by this, and you're not going to know what to feel. Okay. When All right. it's done. Right. I'm just fair warning. Ready? The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. The reason why I want to talk with you about this topic 
is because there's been so many people that ask me, Daniel, I want to tithe my money. I want to give my money to the church, to God. I want to help the kingdom. I want to do big things. The other day I was talking to a great fan of mine and she was telling me that every single month she gives $400 to the church. But every single month, she's also broke. Imagine if you took that $400 every single month and saved it or invested it. Imagine if you gave the $400 to your ministry instead of someone else's. What if you can produce more than your ministry is producing? What if you can support a ministry that is not related to the church? Or what if you can support someone who is outside of the church? For instance, the other day somebody asked me, Daniel, I want to tithe, but I want to give my money to you. I said, excellent idea. I make my videos for free and I reach millions of people. I know that my church reaches more people than the churches that most people give their money to. And so I want to let you know that if you want to tithe to me, just let me know. Write me at info at and I'll gladly accept your donations and your tithes. Now that I've made that clear, I want you to know that you don't have to just write a check to your church. You don't just have to give your money to a charitable cause. You can give your money in so many different ways. Maybe you've seen a local business that you've been supporting. Walk up to the entrepreneur and ask them if they would like a check or even cash. I'm sure that they would be happy to accept your donation. You see, my friends, there's so many different ways that you can give back. There you go. Wow. I'm sure we have an army of lawyers that listen to us. Uh, we need you. Yeah. Not only does that make me super clear. So I was looking at his numbers, mm -hmm. right? When we first started playing Daniel Alley, his YouTube numbers were, I think, just over 100,000 okay. subscribers. In the period of time that we have been using Daniel Alley, that we have been putting his words out there, he is over 250,000. He's like 260-something at this point. Okay. I have no doubt that, A, he listens to us <laughs> at this point. Uh, the fact that he literally ripped that off from us. Yeah. Literally rip that off from He's going to take our theme song next. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Next thing you know, he's going to be playing the Get Rich Quick theme song on his show as his underscore music. I like that little bit at the end there where he says, if there's a small business that you support, just go give them a check. Yeah, oh yeah. Because yeah, what businessman wouldn't say sure i'll take your money for nothing sure very bizarre it was a very bizarre 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 uh 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 he took a weird turn there he did he did daniel come, just come to our show that's right come to our show daniel that's an open invitation daniel just reach out to us email us at at uh, grq with josh and noel at gmail.com and we want you on the show. We want to have a talk with you. Yeah. About, uh, about, uh, 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 you know, things, <laughs> intellectual property. One. Anyway, no. Anyway. Denial. How? It's not a real 
Egypt. It, it's not. It's an idea to get you rich. That's right. That's right. So how did this topic come about today, right? And, and you know, we've discussed before, when Josh and I are thinking of what are we going to do this show, you know, I'll sometimes be like, hey, Josh, what do you want to do? And he'll either say, no, he either won't answer me, say no idea, or he'll say something insulting. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll, t- Always say I'll, I'll kind of throw out some things. But this time he didn't say that because the world's getting to Josh, guys. Uh, and uh, I th- what, what did you say? Something about you just wanted to bury your head in the sand like an ostrich. Said, what uh, do you want to do this week? And I said, stick my head in the ground until it's all over. That's right. And that's where we came up with. Uh, and then I threw out some ideas kind of based on that. Um, but th- all three. Basically, you went through the thesaurus yes. and picked out three words, three different words that meant the exact same thing. And one of them was sticking your head in the sand. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, Josh picked denial. Um, so I kind of had that in the back of my head, you know. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great? If we could just stick our head in the sand until this is all over, right? But if you really think about it, do ostriches really stick their head in the sand? Is that an actual thing? I believe it is, yeah. Really? I think they're looking for food. Okay, because it doesn't seem comfortable. It's not like they stick their head in the sand and stay there. I mean, they dig a hole Okay. with their with, with their claws in their beaks or their whatever they call their feet things and they're you know digging around for food in there for grubs and such okay all right totally misrepresented in the media guys don't trust the media um do not trust cartoons saturday morning cartoons (laughs) don't trust saturday morning cartoons they've got an agenda that's the media that he's talking about yeah that's all i watch uh so but but I did think, like, yeah, wouldn't it be great to be able to do that? But it seems like, you know, you, you can't. You just can't do that. But maybe you can, right? Well, maybe you can make a, uh, what if you had a little tank of sand in your apartment that you could stick your head in? There's a There's one place that's kind of a port that your head could pop through. And when your head's inside, it's a whole other world in there. It's almost like the holodeck on the Star Trek Enterprise, right? Uh, and you can do this with, there. there's a lot of hologram technology out there. You'd have soft lights. It could be cool breeze. Uh, it could be holograms of whatever it is you want to see. You could stick your head in there and it's a, you know, a, a medieval pastoral view uh you could stick your head in there and it's uh you're in 1920s france in some sort of crazy bar you know whatever scene it is that you want to escape to you could stick your head in there and that is what's going on right uh we have the technology all we got to do, we got to put do. screens on there, holograms, 
a little bit of air conditioning, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some aromatherapy in there too. And mm-hmm. we can't go anywhere, but you can go on a vacation inside the tank in your apartment, right? You have people yep. that get addicted to it. They just can't get enough. Uh, so you're going to make these, you're going to sell them. You're going to sell them for a pretty price. And, uh, right now people would be got, Josh would be first in line. I'd be second. Uh, those are the only people I've seen in a long time. Other than that, I'd say who else would be third, but who even knows? I'm sure someone else, (laughs) but yeah, that's what you're going to do. You're going to, you're going to make it. It's going to be like a 3d theater experience tailored to uh whatever it is they like they can just download different scenarios uh you get a porn ones if you want i'm sure that's what all it would end up turning into uh but most people huh for most people but that's okay yeah that's fine that's fine it doesn't matter it's inside that what what happens in the tank stays in the tank right yeah yeah no i love the idea i love it so much that i basically have the same idea (laughs) oh no Yep, yep. Mine was a hollow deck. Okay. Where you you would you would it would be the size of a shower, so it could fit in most you know small apartments, and uh, you could just get in it and live a VR life and pretend like everything is fine. Yeah. This is the perfect time, in the middle of this thing where people are still freaking out about going out. Did I tell you? I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned it the last. Uh, the last episode or not but deb and i went shopping at trader joe's mm-hmm. uh the other day um and we 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 get in there and it's definitely busier than it usually is okay they've definitely sort of uh, maybe there was just a lapse or something like that but there were definitely more people than there usually are in there given the circumstances for the first time ever th- there was that since this has all started there was a line at to to get through th- to the checkout uh uh-huh. you know what i mean usually maybe it's like three or four people in each lane but this was both lanes coming out and there were like seven or eight people online extended beyond that which i've never seen there during this pandemic and so we're waiting online to to get to the thing to the to the checkout and suddenly we hear someone start screaming, let me out, let me out, let me out of here, let me out of here, let me out of here, let me out of here. <coughs> and this is going on and on. And we see someone and he is dressed up literally like like he's in 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 uh uh some movie where where the scientists are all, you know, worried about catching something. Mm-hmm. He's wearing like a PPE suit. He's wearing the mask and a, 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 a plastic guard over his face mm-hmm. and gloves. And he's running around screaming, let me out of here. Let me out of here until he finds the door and runs outside. Mm-hmm. And the whole place was like dead quiet. And then everyone be- went back to normal. Okay. Did he have a like tiny this was a total- little rip on his suit that coronavirus no one, is streaming no one- into? No idea. No idea. A little piece of duct tape that came no loose. No idea. Huh. Yeah, no you see idea a lot what of people happened. freaking but out. But that is the guy. Yeah. That is the guy who needs to never leave his apartment right now and just be calmed down by his virtual reality shower 
booth where he goes in and like you say you can pick whatever you want yeah you can pick paris in the 20s you can pick you know new york in the 50s go to a hip jazz club you know whatever you want yeah yeah i need it i need it for nigel uh i i don't did i tell you this so i i realized something the other day uh uh, you know, we've been pretty locked up here with everything going on, especially with a little baby that, you know, they just have a developing uh, immune system. So, uh, you know, Nan and I, of course, have touched Nigel. Josh and Deb uh, had to come over and help out uh, early on and take care of Nigel uh, and have since seen him a few times. And so they have touched him. Um, My sister... And Nan's sister both came and helped us out when we needed some help. Um, and they've touched Nigel. Other than that, only medical professionals have touched Nigel. Doctors and nurses. Nobody else. I, I, I have to figure out a way to get allow people to touch this poor kid or it's going to affect him. I think you have a little time. I hope. I don't know. I feel bad about it. I understand you feel bad about it. He doesn't seem to mind. No, he's happy. I know lots of people who sequester themselves away for the first couple months of their child's birth. At post-birth, they don't let anyone, like, it's like their mom and dad, you know what I mean? The grandparents. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know? So, and, you know, you're taking him outside. You're taking him for walks. So he's getting out in the environment. We got him covered everywhere he goes. If we stop somewhere yeah, and there's but, no one around, then maybe we'll take the the gauze off the stroller. Right, but it's a gauze. It's not like you've got him in a plastic bubble where everything is tacked down and no the environment can't get to him. No. In some fashion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's breathing in the air. He he's breathing. you know what I mean? There's Hearing there's the stuff around him. So it's not like he's uh, he's he's being like hermetically sealed away. You're being smart about it. I think you're I think for now you're fine. Okay. If like six it. months, seven months passes, well, at the and the only going, people he's having contact gonna? with are you, Nan, and me and Deb, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I know. I think any child or even adults who the only people they have contact with are you, Nan, me, and Deb, yeah. it's going to be a <laughs> <It's> problem. <trouble. laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, oh, boy. Anyway, guys, uh, if you want to get in touch with Josh and I and tell us what great ideas we have, you can get us on uh, Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Daniel Alley, I said it again for you. That's right. Or Daniel Alley, if you just want to Facebook us, Facebook us at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, if you, anywhere you get a podcast, you can subscribe, rate, review. Please do. If you only listen to us in podcast form, Tune in Saturday nights on Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days for everyone else. Get there early. Listen to Art Star Scene. Stick around a little bit afterwards and listen to the circuit. Radio Free Brooklyn's got a lot of good things going on. You know, you're trapped inside. Give it a listen. Um, you guys got a lot of money in your pocket. What are you going to do with it? Josh is going to tell you right now. It seems like it's more than an Apple a day, because luxury watchmaker Brick also partnered with Apple in another luxury remix of the wearable Apple tech. 
This custom watch comes in two sizes, either a 38mm or 42mm, covered in a precious metal of your choosing, and then finished off with 12 carats of diamond frosting. Sure, at the end of the day, this watch has the same features of any Apple Watch, except with a price tag of over $100,000. However, the bragging rights a platinum diamond-encrusted timepiece gives you is kind of priceless. There you go. Yeah. Go That's an expensive it. Apple Watch. Yeah. Get a, get a whole bunch of them. Uh, you guys, mm -hmm. our ideas are awesome. I'm just going to lay that on the line. Josh and I know, but then again, Josh and I don't talk to anyone else. Uh, how do you know our ideas are as good as we think they are? How do you know they're so good that you need to take out loans and empty your savings and, you know, borrow money from friends and family and workplaces and rack up your credit cards and hit the casinos to try and strike it big enough to start your business it's because josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick to which we judge our schemes by where rules come from this week josh today's rules are the 10 golden rules of becoming a millionaire by stacy johnson all right can i just tell you that better on this the 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 sub headline is i'm a millionaire several times over i got here the same way you can by following these 10 simple steps there you go ready yeah number one Buy when everyone is freaking out and sell when everyone thinks they can't lose. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, everyone's freaking out right now because all these Corona deniers. So now's the time to buy and you're going to sell it right back to them once they realize, oh, there's that whole Corona deniers. That was just a, a something someone made up. That's right. Ready? Number two. Number two. Live like you'll die tomorrow, but invest like you'll live forever. That's right. <laughs> That's all of us right now, guys. So get yourself an investment of a nice little hologram shower, hologram sand aquarium, whatever you want. Make sure it's got a hologram in it. Yep. Uh, and finally, I guess, number three, yeah, sure. never make your well-being someone else's responsibility. That's right. Never make your well-being someone else's responsibility. Uh, you know, uh, you want to watch Schindler's List? Go out and get it and do the stuff to it and make it happen and, and get everyone watching it. All right. Well, we are three for three. Yeah. We're definitely getting rich. Yeah, that's proof, so once guys. again, what I said, that's proof. Yeah, that was 100 percent proof. Yeah. So once again, for Josh and Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Everything will be okay. Well, I had a buck when I went to the track. Had 20 grand when I came back. Gonna get rich quick. 